Hello and welcome to Coffee and Confidence. I'm Bahar and today I'm going to answer some questions that I've seen all over social media and some people have asked me privately and maybe you'll just be entertained by these questions and maybe, you know, some of these things, these topics kind of come up for you or somebody that you know and um, this will give you some food for thought. So the first question was that the single mom uh, well, actually, she wasn't single. She was the stepmom of a 12-year-old boy. And she didn't mention w- what gender the three-year-old was. But so she was married to the 12-year-old's father. And they had a three-year-old child as well. So the husband is out of the home working. She's in the home working but she has a babysitter or nanny that helps out. Okay. The 12-year-old is at home doing distance learning. Okay. So I guess he was done for the day or whatever the afternoon. The babysitter, nanny, whoever leaves for the day or had to leave early, whatever. The three-year-old needs to be watched. Now, the woman is upset because she says, I wasn't done working yet. She's in another room upstairs. Um, I just asked the 12-year-old if he could watch the three-year-old for half an hour or an hour, whatever it was, um, until I'm done working. And that was it. So she comes down about half an hour later and sees that the 12-year-old has gone down the block Um, and I can't remember what the deal was. This is based on (laughs) one of my notes, but went down for something. Okay. I don't know if it was a neighbor's house, went to go grab his bike. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, went to go check the mail, whatever it was, went down the, you know, down the road, a few houses down and came back. Okay. But it took a few minutes for him to do that. Meanwhile, Now, the woman is upstairs in the house. So like if the three-year-old starts screaming or crying, she'd just run down the stairs. Okay. So it's not like the woman was not in the home. She was in the home. It's not like the 12-year-old was watching the three-year-old while she went to the grocery store and found out that she, you know, the three-year-old wasn't watched. She was literally in the home. She was just upstairs, right? So the three-year-old's like, you know, in the family room with cartoons or toys or whatever, right? Okay. And I assume three-year-old, you've got baby gates and whatever, so the kid's not going to be toppling down the stairs or whatever, right? Okay. So she's upset and she's like, you know, I feel like I need to discipline this 12-year-old. I feel like, you know, he's just not thinking. He's whatever. Okay. And this is a 12-year-old boy. 12-year-old boys generally are just like, they're thinking in the moment. They're thinking in the moment right now. I just need to run down the road real quick and I'll come back. She's in the house, right? (laughs) Okay. So she feels like she needs to address this. Okay. Well, my opinion is, uh, lady, it's just as much your problem as it is his. You're in the home. It's afternoon. You are so consumed with whatever it is that you're doing that you can't keep an ear out for your three-year-old or that you can't make some minor adjustment or have the three-year-old. Like, what is it that you're doing that you can't have the three-year-old, 
you know, play quietly or that you can't have, you know, a monitor in the family room and you have the monitor upstairs in the office. Uh, I, I don't know. There's so many different ways we could do this, right? And this is someone who's married, okay? Uh, so it's not like we're dealing with like a single mom scenario or a single parent scenario. There were a lot of accommodations that I needed to make for myself in order to survive, in order to manage my schedule, in order to accomplish any task I wanted, I needed to in the house. I mean, and you know your own kids better than anybody. You know yourself better than anybody. You know, you know, you think about possible scenarios. If this happened, what would I do? You know, I managed all sorts of ways. Now, you might not agree with the way I manage things, but you know what? Ultimately, my ass was on the line, not yours, right? So I look at this woman and I go, okay, you're still at home. Like if the kid starts crying or gets hurt or whatever, like you're literally upstairs. The kid's downstairs, you know? If he left the kid and completely left the house or went to the playground or, you know, Timmy said, come on, get your bike and we go and he bounced and he didn't tell you, okay, that's a different story. So I think she's overreacting. I wouldn't care. I think it was more of a lesson for her to get her head out of her ass personally. But, um, you know, I wouldn't expect for a 12-year-old to know better than her. Um, The second question is, I got interrupted by my child who says, can I have some of these Tostitos? Yes, you can. Okay. So, um, the next question was, uh, let me see, which question do I want to go through next? Okay. The next question was, how would you handle a scenario where you know that your stepchild is trying to cause an issue between you and your partner. This is a tough one because I get this a lot and uh, in blended families or just in a dating relationship as you start to mesh children and, and significant others, sometimes that happens where parents can get um, sort of underestimate their kids in, in terms of how conniving and manipulative they can be. Um, but also, you know, underestimating to what degree children can stoop to create an issue, uh, between you and your partner. I don't put anything past kids. I think they're very smart. I think they're very, uh, aware. I think they know where a parent's weakness is. I think they know when, you know, they know keywords and phrases like, you know, abuse or I fear for my life or that person just makes me uncomfortable, you know, certain trigger words that people go, oh, okay, you know, we don't want the child to feel that, they feel that way. They also know how to cry wolf, okay? And if you cry wolf enough, then it creates enough doubt for the parent to go, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something I don't see, okay, about my significant other. Usually, it is up to the parent 
of the child to handle it. If let's just say in a best case scenario, there is no real issue there. You know, there's no real issue or doubt, you know, concerning, um, you know, morals, values, um, nothing sexual going on, nothing inappropriate, you know, no abuse, no, you know, anything questionable. You just know that the kid is not great, you know, happy with you guys being together. Okay. Is there, there's a couple questions that I want to ask you so you can run it down in your mind. Is there an influence from the other parent, meaning you're the dad, is there an issue with their mom, the child's mom kind of egging things on because she's upset that you're in a new relationship or vice versa, right? Is there an issue with the other parent that maybe the child is being influenced? Is the other parent trying to pull information or trying to cause an issue? Um, Are they trying to win you back? Does the child want you to go back to their parent? Um, what is, is the child feeling neglected or, you know, not being attended to, not getting enough attention, not having enough alone time with you, quality time? Because what happens is often, um, I see this with both, both sides, uh, male and female, but quite often, more often than not, um, the dad is the one that has a new girlfriend and wants to, you know, focus on her and everything else. Excuse me. And his kids or child feels like, you know, this is supposed to be quality time with me and my dad. And now he's got me hanging out with this woman, maybe her kid, she has kids too. And now, you know, his child is getting lost in the shuffle. That's not ideal, but it happens a lot, especially with dads. Or they go, well, we're all together. We're having a good time. No, dad, you're having a good time because you're with your girlfriend. Your kid isn't so happy, right? So that's important. The parent needs to kind of go through all of those possible variables and to have a heart-to-heart with their child. So if I was in this situation and I saw that my child was, you know, obviously acting up, and it did happen to me at one point. Um, you know, my son was just really out of order um, for a little bit and getting kind of rude and, and nasty. Um, not his typical and not the way I would want him to act around company anyway, in general. So I didn't wait till, you know, after I said, this is something that needs to be addressed right away. And so I took him in his room and I sat down with him and I said, all right, something's wrong with you. I know that. And I said, but let me make something clear. I don't care who it is. We have somebody in this house. You're going to respect them and you're going to respect me around them. No question. If you have a problem, you need to speak up or you need to ask to speak to me privately so we can deal with that issue. You do not have the right to talk to me this way or to behave this way around anybody else or to be disrespectful to anybody that is my friend or otherwise, right? And I said, well, that being said, now, what is it that's bothering you? Do you not like him here? Do you not want me to spend time with him? What is the issue? And he said, well, it, it came down to me being playful and flirty, and he didn't like that. He didn't like the way I was coming across because he said, that's not how I see you. 
as typical mom, whatever. He had never seen me in a relationship like that where I could be flirty and playful. And so for him, it was weird. It bothered him. Okay. Now, sometimes kids can't really articulate why or to even this extent that they can't explain, you know, that this isn't usually you and this is not how I see you and it bugs me. I don't know why, it just does, okay? But my son, you know, he's very good, you know, with his verbal communication and stuff and he's very self-aware and so he was able to give me at least that much information and I also know how to pull from him, right? So I said, okay, it's valid, I understand that, no problem. And I said, okay, well, I'll, you know, adjust how I'm behaving Uh, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I don't want it to feel weird or anything else. Um, I understand. Okay. I'll, I'll try to do my best to, to, you know, make some adjustments in my, in my behavior. Okay. You know, he calmed down a little bit and then he waited to see how I was going to behave. And I had a conversation with my boyfriend at the time. And I did say, you know, that's why he's acting up and he says it's bugging him. And he said, well, you know, is he uncomfortable? Does he not want me to be here? You know, whatever. And I said, no, seems to be, you know, that's okay. Um, they like your attention. The kids like your attention. They would rather have your attention than me have your attention. And that's, that's what I also found out from both the kids that they wanted, if he's going to be here and we're up and we're, you know, moving around and whatever, then we want to have fun. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and they didn't have that dynamic with their dad. And so it was like, okay, you, you want us to like him? Okay, well then let us, let us have him a little bit. You know what I mean? And so we did that. It became, you know, I putted around, I, I took care of things or whatever. And then if the kids were gaming or, you know, playing in their room or whatever, then, you know, I'd sit down with him, we'd watch a movie or whatever. But in the meantime, you know, otherwise... I would let them have conversations with him and they would talk about movies or they would show him their games and and whatever, you know, Uh, give them time to bond a little bit. And I also didn't do the whole playful flirty thing around the kids either. Now, granted, we weren't like huggy kissy or anything in front of the kids either, but because my son is, you know, more aware, um, he knew what flirting and playfulness also meant, you know what I mean? And so that that needed to be reined in a little bit, uh, on my part. And so we did, and it, that addressed that issue. We didn't have that issue again. So it's important to allow your kids room to be able to express themselves and share what's going on and how they feel. And don't be too big for your britches just because you're a parent. Uh, this is the kid's life too you know, and this is how they're growing up. And they didn't ask to be part of a divorce scenario. They didn't ask, uh, to have to deal with a boyfriend and girlfriend of yours who may or may not stick around, uh, long-term. And so, you know, you got to cut them some slack and you need to respect them as well as your child, you know, as your child and, and give them room to express themselves and, uh, to be comfortable, especially in their own home. Uh, if you are bringing somebody else into their environment. And so those are, those are important things for a man or a woman, um, as a single parent. And you always want to make sure, and I've said this before, but you always want to make sure that your kids, if they do genuinely feel uncomfortable or have a weird feeling, a gut feeling, um, they don't want to be around this person or they don't want to be alone around this person. Don't put your kids in a scenario like that. 
Uh, and if they are, or they do express themselves, you, you got to find out why and find out quickly. Um, I know it was a very long time before I would allow my boyfriend to watch my kids at all. Um, and even then it was very short duration and I made sure that both kids were together. Like neither one of them was single, singled out with him. Um, you know, just because when kids are young, uh, you know, it's hard to, to kind of match stories and well, you know, one child's perception might be different than the reality and so on. So if you have their sibling, um, as a backup, uh, it allows you to have more information to know what's going on. But, you know, and, and I also had, um, a monitor there or whatever. And so I could always go back and look if I was in another room and, and, you know, I, I did my testing well before that anyway. Um, you know, if I was in the bathroom, I would kind of listen in to see if, you know, in the living room to see how he was talking to the kids. And, you know, when, when somebody thinks you're without, you know, out of earshot, how do they talk to your kids? How do they behave? Um, you know, it it was just one of those things where you kind of have to go through, you know, testing, not only the kids, but, but your partner as well and see how they behave around each other. Um, you know, and then of course, you know, four years later, the kids are older and, um, can speak more and and share more and all that stuff. And so, you know, I, of course I had less and less concerns, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I never want a child for anyone that I know, I never want their child to feel like they can't speak up or that the, the parent might side with the significant other over their own child. Uh, and I know kids lie and they fib and they make up stuff and they, you know, they have an agenda sometimes alter your motives, but if there is is a genuine concern, you know, that child, the the worst thing they can, you can do is to ignore, uh, ignore them or brush it off or, um, sell out for the sake of your relationship, but probably won't last. Right. So, um, I think that's important for all of us to remember, especially if you are going through uh, separation and divorce and you're maybe just thinking about starting to date again. Uh, These are important. And I don't, in general, believe in bringing a significant other around the kids too soon. Um, You know, a lot of relationships, uh, the first couple of months are really touch and go. So um, it's important to kind of get past that that stage first and then start introducing kids and uh, gradually. So anyway, I just wanted to answer a couple of questions. Uh, I do have more, so I'll probably um, do some other Q&As in the future. I hope this was a little bit of food for thought for you. And if you know of anyone who is going through separation or divorce or um, even someone who has some trials and tribulations in their relationship, I'm a big advocate of helping uh, families stay together first and foremost. Um, But if they do go through separation and divorce to help them become better individuals, better partners and better parents so we can change the future of families for kids in America. Uh, and that starts with every single mom and every single dad so we can change and break the cycle uh, and start creating some more healthy relationships again in our world. So I hope that was helpful. I thank you again for taking the time to listen and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.